So this is group A, session number two on Wednesday, May 2nd. That's for the recorder. <coughs> Would those of you who are speaking first raise your hand? Yes, I have a question. Um, it's about investigation and curiosity. Um, and I'll give you two examples from my practice um, in these last few days. Um, the first happened a few days ago in a very quiet, um, relaxable meditation, concentrated. And, uh, sort of at the end, um, appeared an image of Kualing. 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 Yes. And I just recognized it, mm -hmm. I thought. And I thought also, uh, that's an answer to a question I've had without ever really asking that question, but it was a question in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And then I let it go. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe I should have investigated why, why she appeared. Um, in fact, I anticipated why she appeared because I immediately thought it was an answer to a question. And then afterwards, of course, I have lots of other reasons why she might have, but I was no longer in that particular meditative um, yeah, any image that appears in the mind um, appears because of thought. Whether you plan to think about it intentionally or not, um, it's a thought that triggers an image in the mind. Hmm. Yes. Um, and then do I investigate it? You don't you investigate don't. the no. concept. No. Not the concept of Kuan Yin. Mm -hmm. You investigate the function of mind or the activity of mind, which is thought, which is thought of thought creating image. ตัวคริเอทิ่งอิมเมจเนี่ยอิมเมจปะพอละเลยเนี่ยอย่าแต่ไม่ตัวอ่ะโหโหจะนั่งให้ยอมจะนั่งให้ยอมมาสู้จะ
fear types. Mm -hmm. uh, people who are more faith types might see pictures like that of Kuan Yin or other gods or things that are um, soothing, mountains, lakes, that sort of thing. So, um, but because in, in my meditation, um, I've been meditating now for 10 years, um, I have, um, after, after a while, um, I, my mind becomes very white and vast, well, it becomes white. And then colors come, lots of colors, different, not all at once, just one color, and it comes up. And, and then it goes away, and I don't look at it, I don't, I know the color, but I don't do anything with that. Um, but should I be, and then there may be ideograms in Chinese or, or Japanese, or Chinese or Khmer ideograms coming, but I don't really know, and I don't want to look. Yeah. But should I be investigating why no. they come? Not at all. Okay. All these are concepts, color, white. <coughs> quite bright, big, um, you know, size, color, shape, all these are um, concepts. And concepts are not the object of meditation. But then what am I curious about? I need to... <laughs> You're curious about the function of mind, the, the movement of mind. So you can know mind, the mind is working. If you can see that the mind is projecting these images, or you can understand that mm. these are just thoughts and the mind is projecting images, mm. but that's not what you look at. But knowing functions of mind, it's quite subtle, he says. Maybe you need to, when you see whites and all that, he said, um, Try to bring yourself back to more grounded reality. Physical object. Physical object, physical sensations. Whatever you see with your eyes closed yes. are mental images. Yes. They're not things that you really see. They're projections of the mind. They're just <coughs> images. So they're not real. Mm. So uh, an object of meditation is a, a real thing, oh, not an image that the mind projects. Mm. Yeah. I have a question also about um, curiosity. So um, I read in Sayadaw's book that one of the, when he talks about persistence, one of the sort of um, habits that he recommends developing has to do with um, thinking about practice while practicing. And I understand that to mean really thinking about the processes that one is observing. Um, so the, the motivation underlying this, he also talks about, is a desire to know, a desire to know things as they truly are. Um, and to be honest, often that desire is not actually present. In fact, sometimes there's a stubborn a stubborn desire not to know, you know, like a stubborn desire for a maintaining of delusion or something like this, because when delusion is maintained, the habits are maintained, the, the seeking of pleasant, the aversion to unpleasant. So really the question has to do with um, if that desire to just know things as they are 
which can be often just, you know, neutral. It's not always a good, it's not always like, yay, that, that what I learned is awesome or something, yeah. you know? It's just sometimes just very normal. Yeah. Um, are there ways to um, encourage the development of that you know, strong curiosity just about the nature of, you know, human experience yeah. if it's not one's, you know, real strong motivation to practice. Yeah. So, I'm persistence in battle, or curiosity, or say when Zare Hama, Uzia, since I kind of, I told you, John, since I kind of, to a below you rest, or I told you, John, since I raga, go who pin the process a jump since I rabble, pin it up, you say, go since I rabble. Number of go teaching a say, Moyame. เอ่อตีจินะสระตะบาวะโหนาเลจินะสิงเนี่ยตามิเมเนตุบามิเลสระสิกะตุหะตุโยโยตาตาสวยตะคะลิตีจินะมะหุบูเรอะบลุเลส
ว่าจะอดอมมาสิเปียวนอเลยขันจาเลยตะดิตะมาดิดิก้องนาเลยขาจ่ามากวลาดิเปียวนอเลยจันจ่ามาตะดิท้านี่มาตะตาเลยตะ
and then the police is sent in to clean up the neighborhood and then it's whether the, that police will get promoted or get driven out of town things are going to get cleverer because there are police around but if the police is if, if, if they're sharp and they can figure it out They'll get promoted, they'll catch a lot of thieves. He says the the mind is like the defilements seem to have taken over town, you know, in the mind. They're supposed to be guests, but they've kind of taken over. Is it what you call a rookie? A new policeman? Is that what you call a rookie? Yeah. So he says awareness is like a rookie for us. Yeah, and the defilements, they're not, it's not only their haunt, this neighborhood, they're also like the king of king of the town. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we have, to, we have to keep practicing to support that, that rookie, you know, we have to keep giving him yeah, encouragement. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So the choice is ours. Do we want to <coughs> clean up the town or let them carry on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just live, live, like that. live with it. Yeah. I've noticed the uh, persistent pattern of mind that I have, which is planning. Mm. And sometimes it's planning, <coughs> disaster planning. <laughs> so, um, what if? And, and what if? What if? Um, but which is based on some reality, having gone through a flood recently, and being responsible for a lot of things with that. So, <coughs> I find myself going in and I go, oh, clearly a lot of aversion here, a lot of tension and the mind gets tight and tries to figure things out. Yeah. Or it can be planning for something like a family get-together or something that isn't hopefully a disaster. So it's more, I feel the clinging. Yeah. And then I, I um, uh, it could be just planning, um, ah, how do I take this meditation? Really moment to moment looking at, at um, my mind and the bad neighborhood it has become. Um, <laughs> when I'm when I'm back at home, when I actually have to plan, yeah, and then I have a little chaos. It just gets confused, <coughs> and I'm wondering. I guess I'm one, I'm looking to the future, but um, I'm wondering how to keep my attention on it without. Um, with still being able to plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's still being able to plan. We still yes. have be able to function, I guess. Yeah. Do what? Do say it. A lot of cook. Me, I'm a lot of a lot of cook. Plan a lot of, right? 
tu seka disaster planning so tu ko lo comments so so wa wa pita tu wa ko lo wa ye ye chi oh disaster planning tu wa wa เออเอาตัวเยจีล่ะโหตลอดอ่ะด้วยจังชีล่ะตัวแล้วปาเรียวแล้วมันติตุมาตอกมาชีล่ะตัวไอ้ตัวแพลนนิ่งลุกทาเ
with a lot of judgment about that was the wrong thing to do because you're not supposed to be trying to create some state. Uh, but it felt like you needed I was a little desperate. Um, anyway, somehow, and I don't know if it had to do with any of those things, but um, a little bit of clearing uh, yesterday and then this morning something has really shifted, uh, but which might just be a function of how long I've been here, I, I don't know. But, um, but my question about metta is, is there a time in this practice when, when you would bring it in, in the way that I did, which was kind of definitely craving something to fix I mean, to, to help me not just be with by the swamp. Right. Swamp. Okay. လုံနိုင်ပါမလားမသိပါဘူးသူ့သူ့အတွက်တော့မဖြစ်ဘူးထင်တယ်အဲ့ဘာလုံးအကောင်းမလဲအဲ့လိုမျိုးတွေအများက
He said we're so habituated to to listening to our man, to our minds, um, directions, commands, judgments about others, ourselves, and so on. So, um, you know, there's delusion in it, but well, we're so used to it, we just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few moments yesterday where I actually had that experience of, oh, this is actually probably just a thought and not actually true. But the, it just wasn't strong enough to hold it um, Yeah, he says that's where, you know, even that little thought, that little disbelief in the, the wrong, um, this thing, that, that's, that could have been a start for you to like start following that track rather than... Uh, he says, he thinks you, at that time, he says, you should have pursued the awareness, like more intensely, like made the awareness more continuous, like, um, he says there's some wrong view at work already, right? There's the identification, and then there's the believing in the wrong thought, you know, that I can't do this and all that. He says, but you spotted it. He says, and once you spotted, he says, you're supposed to do more of the work of continuing to spot, like, you know? So you're aware of this, and then instead of just sort of like watching and allowing the mind to think, 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 it's like watch, 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 you know? So you have to activate the awareness. And so he says do the yogi job at that time, energetically. So remember to inject right view, be aware, and continue to be aware. So you have to be actively working to be aware at that time, not just passively watching what's on. You have to activate your awareness. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll wait for the other one. But thank you. And it has shifted today. Something is very different. So that's good. No, you can ask the other question. Oh, um, no, that's fine. There's no time limit on anything. Okay. So today something has really shifted where I actually am. Uh, in the sittings so far and generally feeling um, I don't know, the judgment isn't there in the same way, it's just not there, so there is more ability to have the continuous, not continuous, but more continuous awareness and what I, I've been noticing is that there is a 
there are repeated thoughts that come up, thoughts that repeat themselves. And so um, I was watching that in the sitting this morning, and the thought would come up, I would notice it, I would, it didn't seem like I particularly felt any problem or aversion with it, and, and it would just kind of, when I noticed it, then it would kind of dissolve. Um, and then, and then, or or I would maybe focus, uh, just gently come back to a physical, something more physical, and then it would come up again, and then the process would happen again, and then it would come up again. And um, so my question is about, do I, what would it look like? Should I be, would it be skillful to be investigating? Why does that thought keep coming up. And and I'm a psychotherapist, so I do a lot of why is this happening, but it just didn't, it doesn't feel like the thing to be doing with that. So, but it made me realize that I don't really know what investigation mm -hmm. is, or even if I should, <coughs> what would be the thing to do. Not for investigation, or do you account lobby to the ဒီပိုကောင်းနေတယ်အေးစစ်ဆေးဖြစ်နေတယ်အေးဆောက်တော့တွေပြောပါပြီဘယ်လိုပြောပါလာတော့မသိဘူးဒါပေမဲ့အ
do you observe the board? So that that's the thing is I think that historically yeah. I raised the quality of interest in other every things. other things um, and um, then boredom dissipates of its own. Um, so I've been working with raising the quality of interest about boredom Ooh. as the object. And um, there's, uh, so, so it's maybe not a problem, that's just what I'm doing, but I guess my report is not much happening. <laughs> <laughs> and so out of that, uh, I wonder if Saida could just speak about the quality of boredom. Okay. So long as you raise your level of interest in anything, he says boredom will slip away. Yeah. So, I mean, what you did historically also obviously worked fine. But my interest is not in making boredom go away. Yeah, sorry. Perfectionists get bored quickly. He says people who have high expectations get bored easily. He says when the bar is set very high and what you seem to be getting is very small, he says then the mind just wants to go away. He says the mind wants 5,000 and it it can only get five at a time, five dollars at a time, then it just, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm not interested in the activity. You usually do a recycle with Dini, Lucy. Look at the Jala that you do Dini with the thing and that. So, what the mind needs to realize, he says, is the value of each moment of simple mindfulness. So, he asked yogis, you know, when you, when you are <coughs> Are you suffering? Um, or relieved? You know, does the practice actually in each moment, potentially, would you be suffering more if you were practicing or not? Or relieved of your suffering if you were practicing? <coughs> <coughs> yeah. No. Amen? Mm. Yeah. He says, so be very interested in awareness itself, not in the objects that are being observed. He says, if we want a lot of results in the experience, you know, if we want 
to have things reflected from the experiences. He says that we're going to get bored. So and when we don't know how to inject wisdom, any wisdom into our machine, so that means we don't have interest, you know, in in what's happening. Um, or the awareness itself, then also more demoralizing. Yeah. 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 I resonate with it. Uh, when I first started practicing, I, I did a lot of extreme concentration, but over the years, I kind of let go of that and kind of more, <coughs> and um, you know, just kind of investigated emotions and thoughts without getting drawn too much into the, the story, you know. Yeah. But I, I do have a question about desire, and that is. Um, you know, there's some desires that are, are skillful. For example, like if you're hungry, that desire of food to nourish yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's, I presume, isn't a defilement. But at some point, uh, the desire for food might turn into greed. Yeah. So where is the point at which one changes to the other? What's, what's the distinction? Mm -hmm. ดังนั้นตัวอัตโตกะแล้วก็เนาะเส้นผิดแล้วตัวเส้นติอัตวินี่แหละตัวเองเนาะแบบเส้นเลยซะซุ้มๆกูเลยดังนั้นตัวเอ
So the inherent qualities of something wholesome is that it will feel so. It will feel good, right, and um, comfortable, pleasant, relaxed, or whatever. But what's unwholesome opposite, yeah. will be the opposite. Mm. You know, will cause <laughs> ตัวโบ๊ะเลยมันนี่จะเนี่ยจะพูดเลยตัวกินตรงเลยเนี่ยขาดกันตัวบัจจิเตปุ๋ยตัวเนี่ยฮะบัจจิเตปุ๋ย
But he said, when you practice and you get to states where sometimes the mind is without defilement or the mind is fairly free of defilement, and you understand the benefits of having states of mind which are free of defilement mm -hmm. in whatever situation. You might be just meditating, you might be with somebody in a situation and your mind, you're skillful, the mind has less defilement, you see the benefits of dealing with something when there's less defilement. Mm -hmm. However you may understand it, when you understand the benefits of that sort of thing, you will, the mind wants to learn how to get to those, how to maintain those states and so on. Yes? Mm -hmm. He says, when the mind understands in those ways and then tries to work towards it, then it's based more on wisdom than just greed itself. Yeah, wisdom is the cool piece of it. Define it. Yo, yo, okay, my name is Pierre. Yo, yo, do understand Pierre? Time, time, And every time there is a true insight, a true insight, he says, the arising of insight uh, removes or lessens the the defilement that that insight is about. The degree to which the insight is deep is how much, is the degree to which um, the defilements are lessened. And mm. he says, when we have an insight, we will know for ourselves which defilement it is, and we will see for ourselves how much it has lessened in our own minds. There is a, there is a real that's why he says what we really want is, is insight, true insights. And he says then when there are true insights, he says it's, wis it's wisdom that will lead the mind to work towards more. Mm. He says, um, when we first begin practicing meditation, we practice because we think it's going to bring something good. And he says, we think we really want to achieve it, but we don't really, because we don't really know. He says, so, you know, when meditation is not going well, we get discouraged, although we start again, but you know, this sort of thing comes up. Mm -hmm. We get discouraged, we stop, we start again, because we don't really want to. He says, when the mind truly understands the value, really, he says, then it doesn't stop. It just goes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, if somebody wants to just attain states of calm, he says then uh, the practice of samatha is suitable for them. Because initially that's what it brings, is states of calm. And um, when this take up vipassana meditation, he says they, they can't, the first thing they come up, up against when they watch what's going on in the mind is all the defilements, then it's very unpleasant. Mm. And then they don't want to continue doing that because they want to be 
Present the They don't want any unpleasant experience. They don't want to experience anything. I mean, they have enough unpleasant stuff. Why experience it now? <laughs> it's like the moment unpleasant experience is like already rejecting. You know, I don't want to have to deal with this. Or, yeah. So this lady said. <laughs> the lady asked in Australia. She said, the lady asked, is this method really going to purify the mind? Because all I see is a lot of defilement. He says that it gave him the opportunity to clarify once again that, <laughs> that what is going to purify the mind is the awareness, the you know, the continuity, the steadiness of mind, the, the, the wisdom, mm-hmm. not the experiences. The experiences are defilements, but they just happen, they're already there. Mm. But the, the injecting of awareness and the learning is going to purify the mind. In this practice, you want to understand, so you have to watch everything, the good and the bad. Every Yeah, but, you know, in Samatha practice, there is, it's another way, but the initial goal is to choose its object and, and um, train itself. Train itself to attain a... So Samatha by itself yeah, is... Is all is not sufficient to bring um, wisdom or um, not on its own. It has there has to be a switch made towards knowledge. Eventually, after attaining those states, you still have to you have to have some theoretical understanding of vipassana and right view and the nature of things and all that and then and then the mind yeah so um, you know even before the buddha you know came around i mean samatha practice is very common mm. in in india and all that but that injecting of right, right view you know, and all that was necessary to then bring it to another state. so so what does i recommend for people that are just beginning, like their first meditation retreat or first introduction to meditation, is is shamatha good for someone who's mm-hmm. originally this is the first time? So I told you, I recommend low level. Do so in the time low level. Be what we put on. Who's in charge in that? Who's in charge? Ah, that poor boy. Oh, what about the tone level? Yeah, low level level. You're not poor. If he was a lay person, he says, and because this is the way he's practiced, he would suddenly say, practice this way, because you can use it anywhere. You know, you can use it while living life. It's uh, all-purpose, you know. Um, you don't have to be in a certain vehicle to, you know, you don't have to have certain conditions to, to be able to practice. Yeah. Samatha is also hard work, just like this is. <laughs> you know, you do have to um, apply yourself consistently to to that practice to and maintain it to attain higher and higher states. 
Yeah, so he's not requiring us to have the kind of samadhi that is developed in samatha. You know, he's saying, I mean, for the for the simple practice of um, this sort of practice, all you need is the the samadhi that comes with right view, because you understand, you have the right perspective on what is happening. You're, you're able to be steady, your mind is steady enough to allow yourself to observe the experience. We experience it even in our own lives where maybe we're, something is bothering us and then we think of something in the right way and then instantly we feel better. That's samadhi, you know, when the mind not samatha, the practice of uh, samadhi. He, I mean, he has used it, okay, on judiciously. Um, he often gives the example of how when he, you know, was working, uh, you know, and he was selling goods in the market, if he felt uh, overwhelmed by the customers, he would take a break and go into the toilet. And what he'd do is just watch his feelings continuously, like concentrating on it. But because of his years of practice prior to the time that he began to practice um, wholeheartedly at home, he was already very skillful at doing that. Mm. So he just needed three to five minutes, wash his mind continuously, the feeling could, and it would subside, so he could then go back and face the crowd. Mm. Uh, but, you know. So one last question. So people that are, have been like lived their lives in thought for decades and, and easily get lost in thought. Yeah. You know, they're constantly in their minds mm -hmm. and is that and in, you're introducing them to a practice is um you know yeah, he says, either in Samatha or in Vipassana, yeah, the key is awareness. In both, there is the continuous application on, of awareness onto an object. In Samatha, it's one. In Vipassana, you can choose several or one or whatever. Um, he says, for someone who thinks a lot, maybe the thought keeps popping up. The first yogi job is to see it with right view understand that this is mine and know how to observe it objectively rather than get lost in the thought. Mm -hmm. He said they also have the opportunity, the, the, the choice to alternate between another object to anchor the mind. So they can maybe go to a bodily sensation, come back to knowing that the mind is thinking, bodily sensation, thinking, bodily sensation. If there is an active, an active effort to actually recognize the mind is thinking every time it thinks not, not trying to make it stop to recognize oh the mind is thinking again the mind is thinking he says, yeah, he says you just let the mind do what it does all 
the, the yogi's job is just to recognize and acknowledge that this is happening now and this is happening now. And if, if there's persistent practice, a new a new groove or habit is developed in the mind. And that is for this thinking person, every time a thought comes, awareness is there. Because that's oh, the new habit is developed. Yeah? Okay. 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 Yeah, he says that's why yogis report um, having lucid dreams. He says um, when you practice to be aware of thoughts every time they arise, he says dreams are thoughts in, in, in a sleeping state. And he says because the mind has been practicing being aware every time it thinks, so once the thought comes up while you're sleeping, then the awareness comes with it because that's its practiced habit now. The objects need never hinder or disturb the practice. They are always just a means to practice. Because we need the objects. Awareness always needs to be aware of something. Mm -hmm. So we are relying on them to develop the awareness. So we just have to capitalize on it and um, build the new habit of awareness. What we have to do is take all experience and just throw it down. It's like, let it be. Throw it down, he says, and then take this awareness and he said, hold on to it for dear life. <laughs> like, this, is your, this is your life, this is your job. Just hang on to it. Yeah. He says, we come to a retreat to learn how to have the right attitude towards awareness, you know, how to To remember, to, you know, because he has to keep reminding us this also. He's teaching us the technicalities. This is hearing, this is seeing, this is looking, you know, how to be aware of it, you know, this is object, this is mind, this is object. Object, this is awareness. Object is so he he keeps reminding us because we forget. He says once we have the skill, we take it back home and just just be aware, aware, aware. He says anything, just he says just, just freeze on the awareness. Stay. Just Hang on to it. Even if you take it 
it off, you know, it he its head stays back. <laughs> that's how dedicated it is. <laughs> and that's how we have to be like a team. <laughs> Oh my god. It continues with, with what was uh, just said. Um, re reading the book, there were a few things that really freed me. Uh, the, the, the idea the self uh, the, the self uh, scheduled meditation sessions mm. so there was one less reason to be anxious and mm. less aversion yeah. uh, and yet I, I follow about the same schedule as usual <laughs> <laughs> less the aversion say you more say you say trying to stop he's trying to free us from the robotic life he said same with the slow walking, slow. where I was walking so slowly that I, I was becoming all tightened, and yes. now I read that I can go to my pace and yes. just be aware, of it. Yeah. and many things like that. Mm. But the result is that uh, then there are no crutches around, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to really find, uh, be like that tick, find that, uh, that motivation. <laughs> motivation inside. And when I'm in retreat settings, um, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, even the motivation, the investigation, everything, the whole setting. But as soon as I go home, mm. I am faced with myself, and uh, and I'm a disciplined person for so many things. And there, there's so many defilements. I understand the Australian lady. And, <laughs> oh my God, it's um, it's it, it's really difficult, and it's been years like that. So I go to another retreat. I take a plane to come here, and and yet I go back home, and after a while, no more practice. Less. Less. No, no, not, no more. Okay. <laughs> less. Not as I would like. Not as I would like. To Dima. ပြောထားတယ်အများကြီးတက်တာတယ်တဲ့စကေဒျူလ်မရှိလို့ဖြေဖြေမရှာဝလို့အများကြီးလို့လာတယ်လုပ်တာအတူတူပဲတတိထား
understanding of why they're going to the hall is because of the bell and not to meditate. <laughs> yeah, เออยอกเยยอกกะซากะโลเลนัยมะทาตุ๊กนัยเลนัยโลเลนัยมะดุทาเลยปีมาเวดุทาเลยแต่พี่ไปตุ๊กนี่แล้วจ้ะเราตั
still further, there is a, how do I put it, a, a type of intimacy or connectedness between um, the objects 
and the awareness itself. So that at a certain point, this has happened um, a number of times, where it's as if the, the distinction between awareness and objects collapses. And sometimes great peace will arise, sometimes maybe bliss. Um, but there is this, it's like a collapse. There's no longer distinction between objects and awareness. Although you know there are objects and Pardon? Although you know that one is an ob that they are awareness and objects. Well, even that sometimes goes. There's no. It's as if the the awareness and the objects is is immediate. It's a, like a directness. Yes. What is this? That's my question. To second in line, ayone เนเนไลน์เนี่ยอายุเนี่ยอสัมมาปิมาโลเวนอายุเนี่ยอสิทธิ์ธรรมผิดละบิเนาะอสิทธิ์ธรรมผิดละบิเนาะแล้วเราด
experience. Wisdom is always stepping away from it. It knows the experience. It understands the experience. So if any defilement comes in, then it, it wants to, to become the experience. It wants to take part. Yeah. So either the wisdom must step in or the development will already be there. I don't call it. So in that state where wisdom is stepping in, there is a, there's a separateness. There is a... There is, in reality, that nothing is separate. Yeah. Everything is rising together. It's only to explain that we have to use these words, but reality is just... Inside, outside, there is no inside, outside. Yeah. That's just concept. So it's only by stepping back that I can actually describe it. In, in the, exactly, yeah. yes. Okay. So my other question is about um, the... the skillful forming of relationships, particularly intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. um, these seem to be tricky. From the very use of the word skillful, he said, I mean, it presupposes that there is a lot of skill being brought to the relationship, not just from yourself, but from the other party as well. So, in forming an intimate relationship, yeah. there there is often um, many many different motivations, if you will, for forming the relationship. Yeah. Um, some of them may be to form a maybe a life partner or a cat, or maybe it's to develop physical intimacy, or you can use your imagination. Okay. So the question is, as wisdom develops. It would seem, why even do that? <laughs> why even go there? In other words, I mean, but it's so delicious to have intimate relationships. It's so delicious. Oh, it is delicious. <laughs> but sorry, inside, sorry, that doesn't know about this. Sorry, I didn't hear the word. What did you say? Well, so, did well, you say delicious? Delicious. I mean, yes, okay. you, know, it, you could say, um, um, what is it? Full of sensations and and, um, and wonderful feelings. Yeah, so it's clear that one can get carried away, you know, if one is not skillful. Mm. Apply when wisdom, in wisdom arising, it would seem, as I said, the wisest thing is just not to engage. But then it seems as if you're just. I would be just um, giving up some. Very, um, um, I guess the, I'm going back to the word um, delicious part of life. <laughs> like like eating a, you know, a, one, a wonderful apple. Um, you, know, the, the, you can get caught up in the, in the wonderful succulence of the apple, or you can just enjoy it for what it is. So the question is do you. <laughs> 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 
So it's the question of application of wisdom in the midst of intimate relationships. It would seem that they lead into lots of, um, um, what do I say, just do uh, briar patches. <laughs> but on the other hand, it seems that, that, that we're constructed in, in a way to uh, have these, if you will, if we're householders. True. Yes. Side, I'm, I hope I'm not asking something that's outside. No, I think you're uh, a regular okay, <laughs> So advice is, is the question. What, yeah. you, what do you advise? ปาปาโอลูเรียสะสะยีดิอถุทองเนี่ยสระเอ่ออ่าอจ้องอมยอมยอจ๋าตรุอสะสะยีอถุทองเนี่ยตะชุลูอ่ะอถุรุเอ
sometimes when in sitting meditation, not in regular life, um, uh, occasionally the mind can get quite quiet. There's just nothing much going on. Um, and uh, I'm wondering if this is a useful thing to do. I, I have done it. Brought up um, someone in my mind who annoys me. Mm. Or brought up an embarrassing moment. Or um, the worry about uh, you know, whether I'll get praise or blame about something coming up. And investigate the, the, the feelings around that and the, the causes. So I wonder whether that's getting involved in a story, and I I don't think so. So let's assume it's not involved in the story, so you want but to really investigating and, yeah. what's going on, <coughs> and and it's not out of boredom. It's it's really out of an idea that maybe it would be a useful a useful thing to investigate. Is that a good thing to do or not? Well, the when the mind is ready like that. Right? That's right. Well, the mind. So, uh, ไทยเนี่ยคําว่าเรตคัลเลนยิงไลเซกะบ่มาติงมาผิดเนี่ยตัวเว้ยบ่มาติผิดเนี่ยหัวบ่เอ้อสิตัวบ่ลุเลยส
So the suggestion so of the book is so not something that you can find out, it's something that that the practice will find out for you. Mm. So you have to just relax. So, so now I'll just fuzz out when I have to fuzz out. Well, he says, how do people sleep? How do people sleep? They lie there. How do we fall asleep? Do we, do we know? Very gently, we're gently aware of how the mind is fading. Do we know? That's all. Let the mind sleep. Let the mind sleep. Oh, so maybe, maybe my knowing that my mind is fuzzing out yeah, that's yeah, that's going to yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Yes. 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 He says, you know, like you said just now, when the mind is quiet, and particularly when the mind is quiet, and you also can feel sometimes when the mind is not just quiet, but the mindfulness feels quite powerful, quite, yeah, he says that those are the best times to bring up stuff because the mindfulness is already... Yeah, he says sometimes, you, you, I mean, he's seen people who've even, you know, like maybe remembered childhood traumas and got over it. Because the the sati samadhi panya is already it's all like on standby. So yes, it's very good to make use of it. Yeah, deal with whatever you can bring. Yes, I think we finished everybody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was curious. Um, I heard Saida in one of his answers refer to the Brahma Vihara practices as um, guardian meditations, or that's how you translated it. And I was curious, I've not. Guardian? I think Brahma Vihara. Usam Diyan Liba, Usam Diyan Liba, Atubai. I'm a whole. I'm a whole. Sorry. Sorry. Reflection, on, <laughs> reflection on death, reflection on the virtues of the Buddha, uh, reflection on the unbeautiful aspect of the body.
Um, it's not quiet and dull. He's talking mm -hmm. about a time when the mind is quiet, alert, and ready. Right. Yes. Right. But 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 to really to actively invoke anything that was kind of a surprise for me. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess my my concern might be that really that's there's something else that needs to come, if you will, and if um, you wait, sort of if thing. you wait, and and. And is it even possible that, although this is important, so to speak, that yeah. it's really creating something, some some defilement that's really interjecting that mm -hmm. rather than mm. what needs to be allowed to happen? Mm. So, so how to um, is that trustworthy? Yeah. <laughs> โอเสียยะเลยลูกเปียวตูนะเนี่ยอ้ออเลยตูตู้ไส้ถั่มมาไส้ขะญิงนี่แหละสวยตะคุคุอ่ะปอจีลุบเบ้หมอยผิดชิน
it's it's story specific, and it's more because the mind is not reacting that that story is seen in a in a reasonable light. When there is a when there is an understanding that arises because you're looking at the story, but suddenly there's an understanding of the principle that, for example, oh, there's only one view being seen when I'm angry, and then actually there are always other views to see if the mind was not angry. If the mind understood something like that, then every time you came across a situation where you were angry and you were being stubborn, you might stop and say to yourself, that's true, there might be a different point of view. Because a principle has been understood, it can start to be applied in different places. He was ruminating on something that had happened in his past and sitting in meditation, it suddenly hit him that he was the one who began the whole thing. That he, that he was the antagonist to begin with, and it wasn't the other person. All this time he'd been blaming the other person. Finally, he was like, "No, I started it." So, <laughs> so that was the end of the problem. <laughs> yeah, he says, no matter how much anybody tried to explain to him, there was no way it would get through. When he realized. <laughs> Right. And there was a mention of guardian meditation uh, uh, just before, and also very quickly metta. Yes. So I know it's not the object of this retreat, but um, for a few years I was practicing metta. When I discovered that, I was very happy with it and really very regularly. And then little by little, um, I got discouraged. I probably misconceived the whole thing. And now I have a real aversion when I <laughs> it's really meta. meta. So am I supposed What happened? What happened? That's why I said I probably had a misconception of what meta was to start with. And there was probably something of the magic thought in it. Uh, there was probably some expectations of a magic pill, and uh, not so much on the effect on others. Uh -huh. Even though we practice meta for others, but mm -hmm. at least uh, oh, some disappointment <laughs> in uh, changes that did not take place in myself, which could have uh, implied changes for others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, you know, you become <laughs> expectation. <laughs> Should I persevere until I can get over it or just forget it for the moment because I'm not doing anything? Yeah. Um, he says, don't worry about meta practice. He says, practice to understand aversion. When there's less aversion in the mind, 
And in fact, sometimes when there's no aversion in the mind, he says automatic, what's present is mental. The opposite of dosa is metta. Right. So, in the absence of dosa, Metta practice can sometimes be like a sugar coating, um, just sweetening things, but not real. Sometimes we might be lying to ourselves that we're feeling metta or trying to send metta and not really feeling but that would all I mean that's always attributed to the yogi's own wrong attitude or understanding or whatever he says of course the practice itself is a, a, a right and valid practice but in any practice this or matter there has to be right practice yeah, He's done meta practice when he was practicing at home, you know, and doing his business. He did it 24 hours a day for a week. And he did it throughout his dealing with the customers and all that. And the mind just kept kept doing the, the sending meta. And he would not sleep at night. He would, he would just be, he would be clear, And it's just doing that. เสียงเงาอ่ะดูสิอีกจัสโมเมนตัมจัสฟลอว์คีปส์โกอิงเพราะอย่างก่อนเราเจอตัวไม่รู้สักเล่าเนี่ยบีคอสอิตฟีลโ
then it fails. He says then it feels like a and for some people, he says, metta could be like a self-deception, you know. You sort of, oh yeah, I feel happy towards everybody, and they might be suppressing um, annoyance or slight irritations that come up and not being real, yeah. So metta can calm the surface of the mind, but not deep inside the mind. Six minutes to go. <laughs> okay, he said, let's end. <laughs>